I am unashamed. What about you? So welcome, Corey. Uh, your first time first to time. the Unashamed Lair. We did find out we had just have a rat infestation. Oh, <laughs> so great. If any, these are mice. They're not rats. Oh, is that right? I can what? tell by the, the dropping size of the dropping. What's so the if something runs just across your foot. The difference is just size, though, right? The size. Yeah, so I mean. But, but there's you have a hundred, well, hundreds of droppings to analyze, and I noticed that they're all mm. quite small. Normally you don't have an infestation if you don't have any products, food food sources, but not in this case because there's no food sources for them I to I think eat. it's that because. You know of. Well, that we know of. They don't know of. It's biscuit droppings. You are dropping biscuits. When you eat the Chick-fil-A biscuit, you're you're not cleaning up after yourself. Oh, the crumbs. So you're that's, right. That's, they're coming for the crumbs. You're exactly right. Good good call, Zach. I didn't even know Zach was here. I thought that was the voice of the Lord intervening <laughs> the truth. Far from it. Far from it. The voice you of have the, the Lord. Spirit, Zach. You have the Spirit. I do have the Spirit in me. That Mis- is true. The mystery of godliness is that Christ is in you. That's right. Okay. So, I'll take that. So, Corey, we've had Willie on a few times. Uh, we had John Luke uh, on as well with Willie a few mm-hmm. a while back. We had your mom on nice. with Shelly Tomlinson. I'm not sure. I don't know if that one's aired or not yet. But So it's great to finally have the, the true matriarch of, <laughs> of the Willie wing uh, on the you. Unashamed Thank podcast. You. It took y'all long. And how many episodes before I get invited? Uh, 700. Is, yeah. Uh, so that's the, the la- that's the, all. Yeah. <laughs> The this last, is 701, right? This is 701, which I... Better I, late than never. That's right. <laughs> so Missy was on 700, and, and I had in my notes, and I forgot to mention that we are now the the West... The Western Robertson 700 Club because we have hit you 700, hit 700 podcasts. That's right. nice. Wasn't there a show called the 700 Club? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it was the other Robertsons. Oh, that's uh, the West that, Robertsons. That was there. The, the East. The, that was the whole setup. I did there. not I'm get glad that. you're jumping right. right in there. Well, most people probably had no idea what you were talking about. So no, I think I most people. Most people know really? I think you're the one. I think most people. Yeah. So actually, I'm friends with the other Lisa. Oh, Robertson. tell us about. Yes, that. Yeah. Pat Robertson's daughter-in-law is also Lisa Robertson, and we're good friends. And I've actually texted her in family group text. A few times accidentally and invited her to Christmas, whatever. And oh, she's wow. like, um, this is the other Lisa Robertson. Are we kin to these people? <laughs> Not somewhere. Probably, probably back down the line, but back to Scotland. Back to yeah. Scotland. So they're in Virginia Beach, so they they got off right when the boat landed and just stayed, and stayed there. Yeah. We kept ours were probably were sent away. <laughs> yeah, we got Farther, kicked keep, out. Keep going. Keep send that groove and keep, keep going. Moving, yeah. <laughs> I know we wound up in Nashville at some point because Dad, you're I think his great grandparents were migrated over from Nashville to North Louisiana. Yeah, that's why uh, the, I, I don't go any deeper than Matt Dillon. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Matt Dillon, like the actor Matt, Matt Dillon? No, I think he's talking about the. We've Western. had the same conversation before. <laughs> yeah, nobody younger than sixty even knows who Matt Dillon from Gunsmoke is. So you know how a while ago I didn't get the Seven Hundred Club. Well, you don't get Matt Dillon. <laughs> Wasn't there like a guy named okay. Festus on there? Oh or yeah, Festus Hagen. So, so, yeah. so, Dad's always talking about Matt Dillon. So Alex and Maddie are here working on the show and they kept thinking, what is Phil's infatuation with this actor, Matt Dillon? Cause there's an actor named Matt Dillon, a yeah. real person. Yeah. And they, they couldn't figure it out. They kept looking up movies. They thought, what is he? What is it shows he you the, the, what happens to the, the, the sinful. 
Oh, <laughs> when you get away from gun smoke, is yeah. that that's where it's you called, the it's ball? It's the called ball boot heel. <laughs> okay, I got to tell this. So Phil comes over to our house the other day, and it's early, and we're not there. And Mary Kate tells me that she has to. She helped you find gun smoke on our TV, right? Yeah. She texted me. She was like, "I had to download." Um, <laughs> Some app that you don't, I don't even have that is just like gun smoke all day, old every Western day. For old people, and back. He, they had him. And we she found it. <laughs> and she found it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But there is a connection with Matt Dillon to Jason Bourne. So that there is a, he was the guy. Didn't he play Jason Bourne? No. That's Matt Damon. That's Matt Damon. Oh no! Zach, stick stick with words that nobody knows, because your your category is not movies and entertainment. Oh man, I don't get. I don't. Yeah, I don't get caught up in the whole. Matt Dillon played. You could not be any further away from the truth. Who is Matt? Uh, Matt Dillon played. uh, Yeah, he played. Matt Dillon was in the Outsiders. He was in the Outsiders. Yeah, Yeah. 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 several movies. Yeah, that's right. Two thousands guy. Oh my gosh, we're off and running here. Ah. So we were at our event we were doing Saturday night. Dad was the guy asked Dad a question. He said, Would you rather kiss Miss K or call in a bunch of ducks? Which would be your first choice? Which was That's a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Dangerous question. Dangerous question. And Dad paused a second and he said, You know, it's like old Matt Dillon. And he just paused. And none of these people have a TV. No, they're they're Amish. A bunch of Amish, and it was just crickets. And Dad, Dad waited a minute. and He said, "What was the question?" <laughs> Good deflection. I didn't feel like that was kind of smart. And then when he, he asked the question again, Dad said, "Oh, those are both equal." Okay, which I nice. thought was a pretty you answer. Good said. answer. Here's what you should have said. You should have said, "I love." To give Miss Kay a kiss after I've shot a limit of ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what he said. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did Matt Dillon have to do with all that? Nothing. I mean, I don't know where dad was going, but once the audience, it was just like you had just said, you know, I don't know what you would have said to create complete silence out of 1,500 people, but nobody reacted to that day. (laughs) It was just nothing. And I I was looking over dad. brains were like, how does this relate? Yeah. A handful of people that watch TV in the audience yeah. were thinking the actor Matt Dillon. Well, that's my opening line, because I, when I, I went to the same event mm-hmm. before they did a couple of years ago, but I took tons of pictures before I got up. And so I'm thinking, because he said, the guy that invited me was like, these people don't have a TV and the, we're, we're kind of primitive here. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going for it. I got up there and I said, I took a lot of pictures with some of you, and what that tells me is that if y'all say y'all don't have a TV, you're lying. <laughs> wow, that's a good way a to hesita- like, welcome was- everybody into the moment. There was a hesitation, and then everybody laughed, yeah. which they also said they're not going to respond. So uh, I said, I don't know if y'all watching it in the closet or if y'all going to a hotel. And so then after I was finished, the guy said, what they do is they rent, they would rent hotel rooms and all gather up and watch y'all show. Oh, okay. They don't have a TV, but they go, they they can watch a TV. I think that that was was one of the finest groups of people I've ever talked to. I have no doubt that they were not members of the kingdom of God. Well, you had a lot in common with them, Phil. You don't have a cell phone. Yep, yep. You, you know, you, yep. you, you're pretty, you don't go to don't town. Wear a watch. Keep you don't watch. Yeah. Keep it simple. When the guy that was hosting us told us, I told Jason this on the podcast, that 
a lot of people from when Jace was there came to him and said, can you show, because they don't have a computer, but they mm-hmm. can you show us on the computer what the duck guy said about us on this uh, podcast? Oh, cool. And it wound up leading a lot of people to Christ. That's awesome. So it was really a neat thing. Okay, where was this? Because I feel like we'll end up in there too. It was in Ohio. Uh, Mount Hope, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a heart of Amish country. Okay. Well, we did one in Lancaster or Lancaster. Lancaster. I've been there too. Yeah. Yes, we've done that there. And my, it was awesome. Great people. My favorite memory was driving in and there were kids mowing the grass with hand sickles. Wow. Just, and there was a bunch of them out there. Just They were just whacking the grass. I thought, boy, that's nice. just something you don't see. It's just like <laughs> your house. You don't see it every day. <laughs> just like at Zach's house. He would need hand sickles because, Zach, it looked like every lawnmower at your house was in disrepair the last time I was there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they were all the just time, parked in different places. Half like. the time I talked to Zach on the phone, he's you're, like, giving instruction. I'm not saying yelling, but it's it's close <laughs> to your yelling. kids about, like, what to do. Like, no, park my truck over there. Move that. <laughs> Mow that. Take out that trash. That's exactly well, right. That's half the conversation. You know why that? It's because the old days, kids were, were assets, and, and now they've turned into liabilities, and I'm trying to buck that. I'm trying to turn them back into an asset. You're doing a good That's job. That's what that is. Now you and make a good point, the- Corey, because people have different kind of phone etiquette. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to mom, she's talking to other people. While she's t- she's relaying everything you're telling her yes. to dad to whoever else is in the room. Yes. You know what Al said? Changing it slightly. Yeah, with, with yeah. A, little a little switch, twist, right? She's yeah. interpreting everything to somebody mm-hmm. else. That's her style. And then Zach's, you're right. It's always dealing with something else going on while you're having the conversation. You yep. see some menacing child or, <laughs> oh, don't, do, don't go there. Yes. You know, so, yeah. Bring me back my change. <laughs> that's, that's it, too. <laughs> Classic, Zach. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were paying attention. Now, now that, that, that makes me nervous, guys. Y'all are. <laughs> to start, Zach's got to find that mute button for when he's uh, yeah. dealing with kids. I've been at Robertson long enough to know you save up these things and then when you get a microphone you tell the world about yeah. them that's why missy doesn't yeah. listen to the podcast <laughs> she's she can't like take it she's like i tried it i just couldn't take it because <laughs> she can't deal with the embellishments like it's when it we venture off yes yeah. we are yeah. well she do. calls the embellishments outright lying and i'm like <laughs> no but i'm incapable of remembering the exact details yeah. of yeah. said story. So I, I I give a clarification that this was based on a true story. That's because good. to a Robertson, yeah. it's more important that the story is either interesting or funny than accurate. Well, I, I, I don't, I'm trying to be accurate. I just don't, really. don't remember the exact uh, details. And for that part, I, I, for that part, I'll wear a shirt once a week to this podcast. That could says, be wrong. I could be wrong. That's good. And my dad said I should put on the back, but, but I, I doubt, doubt it. it, which is <laughs> funny. <laughs> Clever. I like it. It actually uh, ended up the name of my, of my It's the working I, title not, of the book. I'm now. not sure that's been approved, Phil. It's a working I, title. I, I find it hard to believe you're okay, going to name I the book I want to hear that. it. What, that's what, what they want to name it. They're going to name it there. They, they like want to name it, I could be wrong. I like that. Dot, but dot, I doubt dot. it. But I, I doubt about it. Jesus, but I doubt. <laughs> Zach's dad. Okay, yeah. It's just about Jesus. I like it. Yeah. Zach's dad put it together, but 
And, uh, well, we were calling it, we've been calling it for several months while we were writing it, the Jesus resume, mm-hmm. which is a good title and mm-hmm. it certainly is a Jesus resume, but they were, there's been a and ton of stuff. We got that in there. That. Yeah. We yeah, got yeah. his resume put it, in. The resume is in yeah. there. That's right. So but since I came up with your title, the percentage. Oh, he's rubbing, look, we'll just rubbing take fingers uh, together. Whatever percentage that is, take that off whatever you think I might owe you. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm throwing in here. I actually like that title. I do. I don't know about and Corey knows a Jay's lot about publishing, but I like that title. And I was thinking about what that scripture where Paul is like saying, like, if we're wrong about this, then yeah, what does it really matter? But he's like, but. I'm not wrong. That's exactly right. the resurrection. Yeah, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah the dead aren't raised. We didn't say we had it all. We had it all. We could be wrong. Yeah, but but if we are, that's on the front mm-hmm. of your shirt. The back of your shirt said. I doubt it. Yeah, but you have to. You have, we have to give that caveat because we're doing this four hours a week. So we do. I'm sure you put out 700 episodes. I did the math the other day. It's like 350 hours of content. Wow. So I'm sure. There are, Jace has made a few errors along the way, and all of us have in the 350 hours. So no, you can just say me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. the guy who yeah. said, uh, he said he's watching the episode, and he's like, what What happened? You look like you zoned out. And I was like, I was taking a nap. <laughs> I can sleep just with my it. eyes. I just admitted it. I was tired. I mean, we do this so much. I took a five-minute nap. And he learned this skill in the school of preaching. I did. Uh, one particular okay. professor's class in the afternoon, Jace would be completely asleep. Every once in a while, you could hear him softly breathing, yeah. snoring, yeah. and with his eyes wide open. Yeah, my son Reed actually got tried to get me to teach him that skill, but it just you got to have the right you got to have a laid back personality, you know. And Reed, I do not have that skill because you you your eyes are open, but you get the feeling that when you're sleepy, and if you just yeah. train yourself for hours, you can go to sleep. Do with it. Your eyes open. <laughs> okay, I will say the one thing the one thing I appreciated about the mask is because when I was on a plane if you have a mask and you go to sleep and your mouth's open like no one can see it (laughs) take a picture of it right Willie would take pictures of me sleeping on the plane and I'm like that (laughs) then the mask actually helped because I was like well there were tons that was an advantage there were a lot of advantages because I was in the grocery store one time and I was having some intestinal discomfort and I thought (laughs) we all have masks on (laughs) <laughs> I'm just letting it rip. Let- I'm going to be the first one to say, okay, now that we have mask on, but I'm it- in for public display of whatever you want to call it. But it also proved that the masks weren't impervious, you know, to smell or coronavirus, because I'm sure people were still picking it up. Let's, let's take our first break. Every day we see uh, what some conservatives are calling the parallel economy uh, get bigger and bigger. Basically, it's everyday Americans who are a little bit tired of sort of the woke approach by many corporations. And so they're looking for companies uh, that more align with uh, their point of view, which is not a bad thing. Uh, We know the big mobile companies are certainly uh, fitting into this category. So that's why one of our sponsors, Patriot Mobile, uh, declares itself as America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics, which we like. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and especially 
our military, our veterans, and our first responders. So they do right by those guys, and it's a great company. Uh, they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which makes switching easy. You can keep your phone, and you can keep your number. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash fill, or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. You get free activation today with the offer code Phil. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today, patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. Anyway, so welcome <laughs> Unashamed, Corey. Well, this went off the rails. No, but I was th- So here's what I thought, Corey. I've said this before, so I'm glad you're on here now. So you and Willie were the first in the family into the foray of podcasting. Y'all had one back when the show was on. I, I want to think it was on Fox. Fox. Willie did one with Fox. Yeah, yeah he and, did. But you uh-huh. were kind of co-hosted. I was co-hosted. on it sometimes, right, yeah, right. uh-huh. Yeah. And so, but you you guys actually taught me when we first started talking about doing this, the importance of where you're going to go. Because mm-hmm. Willie was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll just throw that thing together. And, mm-hmm. and he, it, Willie told me recently, we were talking about this, because I was telling him, I said, Willie, I learned from you that unless you had a plan for content, yeah, you weren't going to be on for long. Because yeah. at first it was like, oh, we got plenty of stories. We'll just tell stories and have guests. But then, like, after a while, Willie said, I just started to dread whatever day or Tuesday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like, it was looming on the horizon, like <laughs> something I just dreaded doing, yes. you know, because after a while, it's like, what are we going to talk about? Uh-huh. And so it, but it taught me when I observed that, cause we were on your podcast a couple of times or his podcast that you have to have like a, a deep well of content mm-hmm. to be able to pull this off over a long period of time. Yeah. And, y- and y'all were, he was just doing one a week, Yeah, but we are doing, we're doing four a week. I was like, what are we going to do? And so that's what led us to doing the word. Cause mm-hmm. we were like, that's the, the centerpiece is still the gospel. It is. Good. No yeah. doubt. So I learned that from from Willie and from yeah. you. So I just wanted. To... And you notice he hasn't done one since. So no, he, he has not. Jumped in again. <laughs> he has not. He's been reluctant <laughs> to jump in again. We, Although we he is talking about there. it. No, he is. He has been talking about it lately. Oh, and he can definitely, definitely. do it because last time he was only talked about his book. So yeah. I want you to talk about. We're going to talk about the movie at some point because you and Zach are doing some really cool stuff with that. But I wanted you to talk about uh, Sadie's podcast because I know you've been guest hosting. So how has that been? Speaking of yeah. podcasts, because she's. Got she was the first award winning podcast last year. I don't know that we ever said that. That the award we won this year, she won the year before on the K Love Awards, which was fantastic. So Congrats now we've had a back to back Robertson, yeah, back to back, yeah. And so I when I was that. on the duck call room last week, Martin says, Well, I mean, it's been two in a row. What do you think our chances are? And I said, well, it's kind of like the guy said on Dumb and Dumber, you know, one in a million. So you're telling me there's a, I mean, there's a chance there is a Robertson on this podcast. <laughs> Can we do it three times in I a don't row? Know. What do you think, Zach? Well, does, does the duck car room stand a chance of, of Impact Podcast in 24? You know what? That's a that's a good question to put to the unashamed <laughs> audience. Is, can the duck car room rise okay. to the level of, of yes. Whoa, that's good with Sadie and unashamed with with us us guys. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd yeah. do it for him, but I don't. You know, they let the people speak. Well, I would too. So I was I was on there and they asked that question. So Corey, tell us about the what that's like and mm-hmm. and a little bit because because Sadie's podcast. Her, what's her format? Does she do? Yes. Well, first of all, Sadie is why I'm guest hosting. Is Sadie's home with a new baby? Oh, that's so what we I want to tell the unashamed. Yeah. yeah. 
cast an unashamed what do you call unashamed nation, nation unashamed yeah. nation about that yeah sadie's home with her new baby she um honey is too and now she has a little haven that oh. is is it gonna be an h theme well she didn't mean to be an h theme but oh. it just kind of happened and now here we go and there's some crazy stories around the name too and she's like about is, just a couple of weeks old right yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. she was on our va- she was born on our vacation i went last night over there as soon as i got home and just held a little baby it's she's so sweet it's been great so Sadie's home totally maternity leave and just taking time adjusting to being a mom of two and Christian's awesome they're they're a cute little family and very sweet little family a great team so I am guest hosting her podcast this summer and I'm doing eight of them and it's been really fun yeah it's been a I haven't hosted my own podcast before so this has been fun to do a little trial run to do eight of them this summer while she takes some time off and um, her podcast is like she starts Actually, it was named Well, That's Good because of something that I did. One time Sadie and I were doing an interview together. We were like on a stage. And you know how you have those mics that are like attached to you? Yeah. So you kind of forget that everything you say is being picked up. You know, <laughs> it's not like the microphone you put to your face is attached. And yeah. so we're doing this like Q&A in front of a large crowd in a big stadium. And they asked Sadie a question and she answered it and she kind of blew me away with her answer. You know how when your kids like say something that you're just like, whoa, that was good. And I said verbally i thought whoa that's good but i said verbally whoa that's good into my microphone (laughs) and like the crowd kind of like awkwardly laughed because it was obvious that i didn't really mean to say that out loud and the crowd kind of laughed and so that was where we thought about you know we were talking about what i have always wondered where that came from that's where it came from and so the idea behind it is that you know she gets good advice from so many people and so many people speak into her life and that's been a great blessing from like our show we've met amazing people who just get to speak into her life and give her great advice so she was like what if i made a podcast to where i could just bring people on that i know and love and that have spoken into my life in some way and they could give good advice to the listeners so the first question is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? So we all need to go on Sadie's podcast and give your best piece of advice. So it starts off with just a good piece of advice, and then it just kind of goes into whatever, yeah. you know, whatever God flows puts on that. the heart and plays from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Sadie is, uh, I've said before that what makes her so special is that there was obviously some sort of special anointing on her from a young age. There's a video of her standing on the coffee table. I mean, just getting after it. You yes. know, she's how old was she in that video? She was five in that video. Yeah. And yeah. She's got and, her little lisp, you know, but it, it's so cute. But then it's like she was sharing the word. She was yeah. sharing the word of God and the gospel and I mean she laid the and whole her thing. theology was actually pretty good at Very five. Accurate. It was impressive. Yeah, I noticed yes. that. <laughs> it was impressive. So we you, you through the years at different parts of her life you guys have played that and it's very inspiring to us because we got into We've had the opportunity to watch her grow up, but then what I always like is that she was obviously very popular on the on the Little Duck Show, but then she went. She was the first one of us to sort of take everything into then another genre when she was on Dancing with the Stars, and to me it just brought even more to light. I mean, the things they talked about about her, you know, about she was able to talk about modesty and 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 family and all these great mm-hmm. themes on the show. So it was like God was using her to then just like go to that next level. And now what I love about it is she's now has a, her own family. And so these same people that were, I, I'm assuming probably her peers and less, you know, younger, 
Now she's bringing them into that world to show them what a godly wife looks like, what a godly mom looks like. And so to watch somebody just go through that those processes and steps is a really cool thing. I mean, so I think about her audience having a chance to do that with her and do yeah. it because she's so God-centered. It's yeah. such a gift, you know? It has been really neat to see how people who follow her, like initially, she said this recently to me. She said, initially people would come up and be like, oh, I knew you from Dick Dynasty. And then it was Dancing with the Stars. It's like, oh, I knew you from Dancing with the Stars. But now it's really her podcast and the impact that she is making through a podcast. That's been really cool. Well, Willie tells about how he used to be, you know, growing up, he was always Phil's son. I don't know if he's ever told you this, Phil. But he said, growing up, he was always known as like Phil's son. Oh, one of Phil's boys. He said, and just when he thought, okay, I finally made a name for myself, I'm going to be, you know, my own person. Now he's Sadie's dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's true, though. That's it's true. true. It's, it's true. a really good compliment. It's a great compliment. There's nothing yeah. better to hear people talk about your kids. It's a great compliment. And, yeah, Sadie's just doing awesome things with that. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Our kids are all adults now. And just to see what God's done in their life and the ways, the little things that he put in them when they were little kids. And it what he's seemed doing like now. it was about this long. It was that fast. It was. I know. Well, that's strange you bring that up because we Missy was on the last podcast and we had these forty uh, camp counselors and all. They did worship night at our house, and so Missy and I were both blown away because we they Mia does worship nights over there all the time, but it's mm-hmm. usually four or five or six people, mm-hmm. and uh, the forty is what was so that's incredible. Awesome. But I told Missy uh, and, and Mia I was, after it was over, I was like, "Man, that was you know that was incredible." And I said, "You know, what's weird is that there were forty people in my house, and I didn't take one picture because usually when that many people, mm-hmm. even if it's teenagers and they're there, I mean, they're like, can so we have they want to get big? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Mia was like, well, they came here because you're my dad. It was like, <laughs> it was the same phraseology. Right. Yeah. It yeah. was like, I was like, good point. Yeah. But I said, I was just pointing it out that it was awesome. They were, it was a That's spiritual awesome. thing, you know? I like that. Let's take another break. So one of our sponsors is a, a company called Jace Medical. And we kind of had a good time with that since, since we have a Jace. It's not me. It's not. It's not our Jace. Just to let you know out there, Jace hasn't. Uh, he doesn't have a secret medical degree that we don't know about. Do you, Jace? I mean, well, we found out that Jace is like the meaning is healer. Yes. So I o- think that's where the old I, English. Uh, the doctor who started this said uh, is is the old English word Jace means healer. He also has a dog he loves named Jace. Uh, so that kind of factored in, and it's an acronym as well. Uh, it's a great company. Um, what they do is they help folks that you know may have trouble getting to a pharmacy or getting to a doctor to be able to get your prescription. So they're going to offer a 12-month emergency supply of your current daily prescription medication. They call it Jace Daily, and it's a wide array. It's cholesterol, diabetes, family planning, mental health, heart health, blood pressure, uh, and it's very difficult to get that much medicine. So these guys, it's doctor created and doctor recommended. So check them out. You go online, you fill out a form. Uh, you may have to give them a call. Uh, then you get your Jace daily prescription delivered right to your door. Uh, get that peace of mind, whether there's a storm, a shortage, a pandemic, a supply chain issue, you've got a year's worth of your prescription. So go to jacemedical.com, enter the code unashamed at checkout for a discount on your order. That's Unashamed at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com.
Yeah, and we talked about it, Corey, in the with that segment with Missy. I was telling, I was explaining to the audience, I think in our overtime, about Camp Chioka and the impact it's had. And mm-hmm. I said that that was your family and, mm-hmm. and your grandfather that started it. Now, almost sixty years ago. Yeah. Um, or over sixty. Yeah, over sixty. Over, yeah, it's almost seventy. Seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which think about that. Anything that's around Amazing. seventy years. Yeah. And and yet generationally, how it's still blessing people. Mm-hmm. You know, and now John Luke and is you know went to school to be able to be able to do that and as a part of that, and your mom is still a part of it. I was actually out there this morning helping with the crafts oh, before really? I came here. That takes yeah. you back to uh-huh. the old days, right? So fun. And now Bella's helping with the crafts. So to see that generational and um, it's been yeah, it's really special. So I'll mention it again since we have Corey on. This campshioka.com is where you want to go if you want to check that out. If you've never tried the Christian camping, there's also a sportsman's camp that's there. Uh, I'm not sure where they are this year in terms of that, but any future summer, it's a great opportunity for your kids to be around really godly, great young people to just get closer to God. And we mentioned how it just isolates from the world for just a week, you yeah. know, and just what No what cell phones, yeah. no TV, no entertainment, just really actually time with And you people. met Willie at camp. Jesus, I did. You Fourth know, grade. which is kind of part of y'all's story, Fourth which is grade. pretty amazing. What do you do with the cell phones? You put them in a box. Put them in yeah, a box. Get them after turn it's them over. In. They have to turn them in. I just won. <laughs> <laughs> My I parents said. met at Camp Chioka, so I, it's a, I wouldn't be here. Oh, yours too, is that? That's where yeah, Willie and I met. met. Wow. At, at yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. What were you going to say about me out there? So do you remember the year that y'all were there? Like I was like fourth grade, Willie's fifth grade. It was like our first year first there. First year yeah. there. Yeah. I was, yeah. I loved it. Yes. Absolutely. That's when Willie asked me on the moonlight hike and I said, yes. And here, here you we go. are. Ever since. Here we uh, are. likes to say we got married the next year, but it wasn't quite that, <laughs> that early. But. I remember early. doing some top five like memories as kids. And one of them I put was my experiences at camp mm. because they, you know, they were clarity with mm-hmm. the Lord. And this would have been mid-80s or so, I mm-hmm. guess, because y'all were still in or early like 80s. Eight, so yeah. Yeah. Early 80s. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting because uh, Corey and Missy and Willie and Jace were all in the same youth group at White's Ferry Road mm-hmm. and later after the camp and then, you know, when we came back to WFR. And so it was all these relationships budded as a result. And, of course, they were – Others and I don't know. Was there ever y'all never you you two never dated, did you? I mean, or liked each other? We'll never tell. <laughs> we'll never tell. I do remember. I mean, I didn't want to bring up anything awkward. I just thought it's I just remembered awkward. <laughs> I thought I remembered something. It was turbulent time. time. I do remember this. I really did date all my friends too. So I was I was, you know, it, being with that group because we came from the little country church. Mm-hmm where I thought that I was going to have to marry the one person that was one girl when we were meeting out in the woods here who was like two or three years younger than me. Are you saying that pickings were slim? (laughs) I had one option. (laughs) And so we all fought, Willie and I. One way out. Yeah, over this. Going to have to fight for it. One one girl. And nobody was really that attractive. We're here when we run out of women. (laughs) There was no attraction, but Willie and I fought because it was like, it's the only option. But uh, (laughs) I do remember that. So when we got up... uh, to White's Ferry, and you know, here's all these 
now it was like a hundred and I, it really helped my faith because I didn't feel so alone. <laughs> and I thought we have multiple options. Yeah. And that's so a faith builder. That's, yeah. the, the adrenaline from like that, I, more. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Corey, but one night we were at y- y'all's house and I just, Kellett, had, he was the youth director and he had given some speech, you know, and I, but I, I was just like, I thought he should have taken it deeper, you know. So I just kind of <laughs> said, I want to say something. And uh, I really, you I had gave, a word. Yeah, I just gave a speech and I was like, look, I think we should be more aggressive at our schools about our faith and sharing Jesus. And we shouldn't always be trying to shrink back, you know, and just survive. I said, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to take it to them. I was like, if anybody wants to join me, mm-hmm. I'll meet you. Y'all had a little basketball go. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's almost 100 kids in there. And there was about eight or 10 that met out there. And you were one of those that came out there. And we talked about how to, you know, not be embarrassed that we were following Jesus. So yeah, I just remember that. It was, uh, and, and look, really from that little group, we started bringing our friends mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. And, uh, our youth so. group, it was it was thriving. It was, it was pretty tremendous. special. It was. It, it was. And really, when, so when Jason Willie came into it. So how long did it take to introduce this woman right here to Willie? So I mean, I think it just... What I, my point is, I remember the spiritual aspects yeah. of the group, and yeah. the group got larger and larger. And Willie and beyond I, who's going to date who, check it. Yeah, it really say, wasn't. I mean, we all had our little love flings and all, but but to be honest, even Missy and I, we were just kind of friends in the Lord, mm-hmm. and it just yeah. Blossomed, well, I noticed so. that both the parents of Sadie and and the parents of your your woman. I noticed that both groups, their mom and dad said, get away from that book. <laughs> no, that is no. not. That's how the, the stories change. That is not how it happened. Straighten this out, Corey. That's how the stories change. You're looking at a couple of rednecks. Uh, what do they do for a living? Well, they don't know. <laughs> this is how the story is. Yeah. I think they were happy and yes. proud. It was the timing. timing. It was yes. too early for Sometimes the Sometimes humble yes. beginnings lead. <laughs> Leads to other things. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe you took it as offense more than we did. I <laughs> yeah. mean, now look, in the moment, I was not, not really. No, I didn't. I was <laughs> not happy uh, when Missy's dad was like, "No." no. I mean, I, I wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think Willie was very happy. <laughs> yes. No. I, I, I remember saying this. I think that was the first time that y'all showed up at our house, kind of unannounced. Because your parents had just said, "Why don't y'all wait?" Uh huh. Yeah. Because you knew that we yeah. had had a similar experience, and so we yeah. basically so said, "Y'all the helped walk us through it." So I, I was seventeen. So I think it was more about the fact that I was seventeen, and yeah. I was like, when I went to my parents to say I was getting married, I was seventeen years old. I was gonna not go to the college that they had gone to that I had a scholarship to. And my whole life, I was yeah. was what gonna was change. Their first so it was more response that. to that. No. Uh, no. No. That's not a good idea. No. Oh, hey, I don't blame them. I, let me just say, if, if, if you got I would a be daughter the same now, way. that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would. If she came at 17, yeah. I would shut that down. I mean, I would do everything. They were more gracious than I probably would have been. So I don't blame them for it. That's, that's young. You know, well, see, Missy, great, but. Missy was 17 when we did that. But 
I didn't mean tomorrow. Yeah. I just yeah. said we we're, we we want to be engaged and it will be. Well, Willie meant tomorrow. Willie went tomorrow. Willie was, <laughs> Willie well, was ready. We did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They were like, wait uh-huh. a couple of years, then we'll talk about it. Uh-huh. Willie, the, but I'm the good uh-huh. news is, if you look at it now, you say, Parents and all, you're like, so uh, yeah, you have to admit that kind of worked out pretty good. How old were y'all when you got married? Eighteen. I turned eighteen in October. Got married in January. Yes, and I will say on the way to the wedding, Willie rode with Dad, my dad, on the way to the wedding, and he said to him, "You know, I said what I said. She's my first daughter, my oldest. I, you know, I did what I thought was right, but." I'm telling you, I'll support you no matter what. And they have. Well, let's uh, let's take another break. So one of our sponsors, uh, Barrel Buddy, um, other than making a great product to clean your gun, uh, which is very important, um, both in terms of safety uh, as well as just responsibility as a gun owner to make sure your gun is clean, uh, both for yourself as as well as those around you when you're shooting, uh, but I lo- what I love about these guys is they're very godly-minded, very spiritual. Uh, I've kind of got an ongoing Bible study with one of the owners uh, of this company, uh, which, you know, I love that in the sense that we get to work together um, in what we're trying to do and what they're trying to do. So I want you to check out their product. It's uh, really great to make sure that your gun barrel stays clean. They have these white polymers that are available for all sizes of shotguns and rifles and pistols. Uh, to make sure that it's clean and doing what it's supposed to do. So check these guys out. It's BarrelBuddy.com, B-A-R-R-E-L Buddy.com. And as they like to say, clean your gun without the grunge. So Willie, when Willie tells the story, he he tells a version of this on stage with embellishments, and he says his ending is now he's one of my best employees. Yeah, that's how he likes. That's how he likes to end it, which is the Robertson way. Your Bible speaking daughter came out of that. Came out of that. That's right. That's right. Yep. And go back to the youth group days. I remember. So I will say, when Jason Willie first came into the youth group, all the girls were like, "Oh, we got the new cue." Boys in the youth group, but more than that, it became a real like it was. We were just growing, and everyone oh, was we were really spiritual on yeah. fire, and the friendships and relationships were that were really well. And I haven't really even thought what came out of that, Corey, because for the first few years, I mean, Lisa and I worked closely at first with Jason and Missy. You guys were at Harding mm-hmm. and beginning your life together, and we worked with Jason and Missy. Come, me and Jason coming out of school together, but we had house churches, yeah. and discipleship. So when you guys moved back. Then we started working with you guys because mm-hmm. you both work for the church at yeah. different periods of time. You were our first children's minister we ever mm-hmm. had at WFR. You had a uh, you had a Mother's Day out program. You had all this yeah. stuff that you innovated for our church. Ms. Amina Willie worked with kids with college age and with youth at different times. Mm-hmm. So all of us, what we're doing now and trying to impact the world. I mean, it started by us working together here as a family. With our forever family, yeah. You know? So I love that all that was birthed out of that, and even Zach, who came in first as a bit of a prodigal, but then later returned as he and Jill as again part of that narrative of us doing ministry together. Now we get to do all of this, which is yeah, incredible. So yeah. I mean, I, I cherish the time we spent Me together too. working. Absolutely, yeah. And sort of establishing our family. So in that vein, I want to talk about the movie because obviously we've been mentioned that some of the first time we've had you on um, that. 
I mean, you basically, you and Willie started a company to try to produce more godly content mm-hmm. across all the spectrum. I mean, I kind of think about you guys like the the DIY people, or the, the, the ones from Waco. But, you know, Joanna. Yeah, yeah, Chip and Joanna. Mm-hmm. The idea that, you know, God built something and gave us this amazing ability. And so you've continued that. So talk a little bit about the movie, kind of what's going on with that. Zach, you can speak to this as well. And then other things you guys are doing. Yeah. Because it's a lot of cool stuff. Well, first, the why behind it. And I think I always tell people what I think really happened for us when we did Duck Dynasty, because we did go into it re- very prayerfully and, and wanting to make an impact for the kingdom right. with it and wanting to point people to Jesus through it. Um, I always say the first, whenever we first did the show on Outdoor Channel, I think it was more about, oh, we could sell more duck calls. We have a TV show. It'd be great. And then whenever, you know, we got this call from Hollywood, it was like, oh, this could really make an impact for the kingdom of God. You know, how can we actually just shine a spotlight on him through this? But then as the show went on and as people came up to us and just told us the impact it had on their life, I think my eyes were even open more to the impact of entertainment and how like it's shaping us one way or the other. And the way that's shaping us in the other way just became more evident to me. The things that we're consuming and what we're, you know, putting out there is for the evil one is is powerful and it's affecting us. And so we need more. We need more Christians in the space. And also I felt like I kind of it was revealed to me too how many Christians are scared to be in this space of like right. entertainment because they're like, oh, that's like the dark side or whatever. And so people shy away from it where, you know, I feel like we're called to be the light in the world. We're called that's to be right. the light in the darkness, the salt. And, you know, we have the spirit of God in us. So we need to be going into those spaces rather than retreating from them. And so it was that, you know, after the show was over, it's like, okay, how can we do that more? And I did go around and kind of, was had this conversation with a lot of different production companies and things like that and just realized, okay, the values just have to be aligned. And so set on it for a year or two after the show ended. And then Zach came to us. So Zach, you can pick up the story here as far as Tread Lively and, and what we decided to do with it. Yeah, I, I just basically pitched kind of the same vision to them, what I was trying to do. The only problem is I had no experience doing it. And so they were like, you know, we have all these companies in L.A. that we've toured with that have all these great resumes and you don't really have a resume. But for some reason, we feel compelled to, to partner with you on it. So we we started our company. Um, well, it kind of started out with us doing uh, this show. But this is all that I had ever done, really, was just the stuff with Phil right. with Restoration Productions and then. Um, so that's really what all I brought to the table was the experience in that. But we, when we started Tread Lively, we, we went out to Willie and Corey's farmhouse and, uh, and had uh, Jeremy Lowe come in and lead us in worship. And we just worshiped for and prayed for a couple of hours before we even got into the discussion about what we wanted to do. And, um, yeah, one of the first projects, maybe the first project we talked about was, was the blind and Phil and Kay's, uh, the Robertson family origin story. So, yeah, now here we are a few years later and we've had, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of success so far, but kind of excited about this project because it really was the the catalyst for everything that we you know we're gonna yeah. hopefully do. But this story is is here, it's out. It's uh in fact by this by the time this podcast airs, you can actually purchase tickets. Early ticket sales are open. Uh you can go to blindmovie.com and get them. But uh which we would highly really? encourage you because, mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, they're out. So, and the more we sell early, the good thing about that is, is that 
Um, if we can sell a bunch of tickets early, they're going to open up more theaters for us and more screenings. So it's really pivotal. And if you guys are planning on going to the to watch this film when it opens on September 28th, I know it's a long way off, but like go buy your tickets now because that will, I mean, like kind of what they did with the chosen, what Dallas said, you know, vote with your dollars. You know, when you purchase a ticket now, it really, 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 really matters for the success of this film. So I can't urge our mm-hmm. audience enough to go, go, please go purchase a ticket today at the blind movie.com. They'll, they'll have a link there where you can, you can get them. So let's uh, take our last break. Yeah. And you know, some people are calling it uh, a parallel economy. The idea was not exactly true, but the idea is that we want to try to support things that are, sort of counterculture and that's mm-hmm. what this is. I mean mm-hmm. these are these are entertaining films and this is and we've talked about the film. I mean it's a it's a gritty look and a real life mm-hmm. look, you know, at mom and dad's life that then was our life, but then what God has done since is what we all know. And so uh you want that to be high quality, which it is. And so I thought Dallas made a great comment at the K Love Awards that you know, every project that was in film and television that they won, chosen one, but he said every one of these are, are high quality mm-hmm. projects. Yeah. And he said, and praise the Lord that there are so many multiple things out there um, that are not only giving honor to God and helping people see the way and the light, but that they're done well. Yeah. And so I think yeah. that's important. You know? Yeah. And this film is really is, it's a powerful presentation of the gospel through our family story and it's just that redemption and forgiveness and grace and all the things that is offered to everyone that just in a story form, you know, through through our family story. And I love that also for us this would be our first project. Zach's mom, Phil's sister, Aunt Jan, was so integral in this story because she believed and Phil she knew that God had something on his life. She saw that in him for, she never gave up on him. And that's just that message that, like, don't ever give up on anybody because God can and will do miraculous things through people's life when he comes into their life and rescues them. And um, that's what this movie's about. And it is important for you to people to show up because, you know, we can complain all we want about, oh, there's no good entertainment out there and there's no this or whatever. But if we don't, whenever good entertainment comes and is available and we don't show up and buy the ticket, yeah. then we're not, t- what are we saying to the world? That's right. Yeah, we'd rather send our money to Disney or some other place, right? And uh, so, yeah, it's 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 so. What you guys are doing is great. You also did a Willie when he was on here mentioned a musical. Yeah, that you guys did. Tell us a little bit about that because that's still going on. That's right? in Dallas yeah. right now. Yeah, we are so excited about that. This was a crazy story. I don't know what all Willie told when he was here, but uh, a sixteen-year-old girl, young girl, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, and she um, saw or heard the musical Hamilton. And which is a very popular musical. I'm sure all of you have you seen it, Phil. Yeah, I'm Dad, sure. you probably yeah, saw it when you went to we'll the take York. <laughs> Hamilton. I'm and, glad you're talking yeah. about this because the last trip I went on, people were asking me about the musical, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Are you sure that's legit? They're like, <laughs> you got to come see it. I yeah. cannot wait for y'all to see it. We had, we so were all good. on vacation when it when, when it, it started, but yes. I want to next y'all time in come. Dallas. Have to come. And yeah. the cool thing is, so what we've started, we started this weekend. So after the musical, so well. The whole story of the musical is just miraculous. And it's in this big tent that we put it in this big tent in Dallas, Texas. And um, so after the musical this last weekend, we invited churches to come in and just do worship nights, prayer and worship. 
And I mean, it was powerful. Like the musical happened in the musical's incredible, excellent. And it's the story of Jesus. It's the story of Jesus. I know y'all been in Luke. I was reading Luke today and I was like, well, this is every one of these stories is in the musical. Like it's you see it played out visually on the stage and um, all the ways it's the gospels on the stage. And um, and then we've had these these nights where we just said, come in. We're going to keep the tent open if you want to come in here and pray and worship and we had to literally like turn the lights on and say unplug. Be like, all right, we got to go for the night. It's midnight, you know. We we just praise and worship till midnight in that tent every night this past week, and oh, it's awesome. really powerful. That's yeah. Great. So how great. do people get that if they want to? Do- yeah, historythemusical.com dot com. Okay. Um, is where you can go back and get tickets, and um, yeah, that's another one. We need people to show up. This is like eight times a week. The story of Jesus, the gospel is being presented in musical formed in Dallas, Texas in a big tent. So we need people yeah. to show up and say, like, this is important to us. We want we want to show Jesus in whatever art form we can show him. And it's the exact same story. It's the story. It's the same story that was told, you know, right here in the word, but put in just a musical form. And it's just beautiful. And the girl who wrote it was clearly inspired by God. Her mom I was with her mom this past weekend. She was like. I know it's God because Anna couldn't have done that. She said she was yeah. she's dyslexic. She couldn't read till she was nine. Wow. She literally learned four chords on the piano to write this musical. And she says, she says, I told God, I can't do this. So if you want me to do it, you have to give me the words. And he did. And it's just, it's really incredible. Amazing. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, check that out. And I'm sure there'll be more things coming down the pike. So uh, be looking for that. So I want to introduce this thought in our last couple of minutes because, Corey, we have an overtime segment, so we want to hold you over for a few extra minutes uh, for those of us that follow us on overtime. But you mentioned Luke. And I, so we're in Luke chapter 6 uh, is where we are. And so I want to read this text, and uh, we'll we'll try to work on it just a little bit in our overtime and probably the next podcast. But we're in this context where Jesus is beginning to be questioned about who he is. I mean, it didn't take long before we get into this thing. And all of a sudden you start getting the criticisms, you know, start to happen. Well, one of the questions was when he called Levi and then all of a sudden they had a banquet or a party and they're like, what, what is he doing eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners? I thought about this earlier mm-hmm. when, even when you're talking about Sadie and it's cause I remember people back in the day, they're like, I mean, your niece is going to be on dancing with the star. I mean, but you saw that became a We platform. can't dance. We're Christians. All right. <laughs> with the dancers. She's dancing with the dancer. And then I don't see a difference in this. He's eating with tax collectors. She's dancing with dancers. And it became something that was uh that was used for a greater good. And look, it you, was just a she was a bright light. Yeah. You know, not that it was the, even that dark. Maybe to other people it was. But, I mean, she was a bright light to me because she just showed this effervescent quality mm-hmm. that God had put in yeah. her in that moment. It and you're right. It was so much this Interesting text. because so many of the judges said things like that. They're like, you had this light about you. We don't really know what it is, but it's something. And we all know. Like, yeah, we know. It's the spirit. <laughs> in her. Right. Yeah. So I was just going to throw that in. Yeah, I mean, then good. they had the, you know, the fasting question, but it was... And, and I think that was actually a legitimate question that Jesus just used because it was hard to realize that God has become a man. And he was trying to, to reveal that. He's like, well, they're not fasting because they're with the bridegroom and they're looking around, which is what they should have said. Well, who's the bride? Right. Who, 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 
you know. Right. But that they were just, it was, they were blown away because they had their own sect as it, as they're referred to in verse 30 of chapter five. So let me read this uh, first part of chapter six, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Get your take on it, Corey, in overtime. So after this, what Jace just described, and Jesus' answer back was this idea about new wine in old wineskins and the idea that he was bringing something new and different, Mm -hmm. but it was going to be hard for them to accept that. And so then there's another example. We get to chapter six. He says, one Sabbath, verse one, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them into their hands and eat the kernels. So, you know, this is a snack is what we're talking about, but happened to be on the Sabbath. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing, what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. But, but he, and then he also, we can just set up the next story. Cause then he tells another story of a guy having a shriveled hand and he's healed on the Sabbath. Yeah. And and I'm the reason I'm bringing that up is cuz I mean when you think about what the Sabbath was intended to do, it was God's idea. It was a great thing. Mm-hmm. You work 6 days and you rest one. Mhm. And that's just good social etiquette for anybody involved. If you just keep working and working and working, not, nothing good is going to happen. But the reason I'm bringing up this is I think you see the undertone of what Jesus is saying is because what was the result of the Sabbath? It's to restore. It's to replenish it. So here you have a guy who can't work with that hand, and Jesus is going to heal him, which should be awesome. People are like, oh, you can do that? Mm-hmm. And it's it was a principle that Jesus was trying to, to bring up that there's a, there's a greater good involved here. It's not what you think. Because in their life... They had 39 activities that they had amended that you couldn't do on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And one of them was taking off kernels. And so you really, you see religion versus what Jesus is bringing here. And and really what's behind it. So we want to talk a little bit more about that in overtime. So if you want to follow us over, we're going to hold Corey over. BlazeTV.com slash unashamed uh, is where you can get our overtime comments. So thank you again, Corey, for coming on our regular Unashamed Podcast. You're always welcome. This has welcome. been fun. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. We'll see you in great. overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.